0: nobody like you, Lord, nobody like you, Lord, nobody like you, Lord, Lord. open your mouth and cry, "Oh." oh. nobody like you, Lord, nobody like you, Lord, nobody like you, Lord, nobody like you, Lord. This is the last one, whoa. I want to thank you, Lord. 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 Last time, no music. Oh. Come on. Come oh, on. Come on. Come on. Oh, 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 oh. I want to thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. I want to thank you, Lord. I want to thank you, Lord. I want to thank you, Lord. Come on, everybody, and worship the Lord in this place. Come on, open their mouths and give him the fruit of your lips tonight. Come on and magnify him tonight. Come on, everybody, for everything that you need to thank him for. Come on and thank him right now. Come on, just take this moment to give him glory. Take this moment to give him honor and praise. God has certainly been good to us. Hallelujah. Nobody like you, Lord. Nobody like you, Lord. Nobody like you, Lord. 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 So good I just cry, oh, oh. Nobody like, you, Lord. Nobody, like you, Lord. nobody like you, Lord. Nobody like you, Lord. Come on, clap your hands and give God praise in the house. I want you to take a moment and hug somebody and tell them I love you and I'm glad you came tonight. Welcome to Real Life Christian Fellowship Church. Where we introduce the kingdom, change generations, and create a Christian culture. Hug somebody and tell them, "I thank God for you. I thank God for you. I do. I do. I do." I do. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thank God for you. Amen. Thank God for you, Michael Dillon. Thank God for you, Janae Pierce. God for you, Jacob Mitchell. I taught you off guard, didn't I? I do. I thank God for you. God for all of you. Amen. We're back again, man. Here, here's what I want to say. Yeah, y'all go ahead and clap your hands. That's awesome. Now, here, here's what I want to say. I want to say this, and then I'm going to back up and let y'all respond however you choose. We hadn't been here for this since last year. You got you to gotta catch that. that. That's something there. That means that God has kept us for 365 days, that God has covered us. The Bible says that he will watch over us. From the beginning of the year to the end of the year, God has been watching over us every day, all of those months. Say amen. He's been keeping us. And the old people used to say, through danger seen and unseen. Somebody ought to put a praise right there. We're praising God for the things that He delivered us from that we saw. Here you go Oh, God, but let's send up a praise for the things that we didn't see. The things that we didn't even know that the enemy had in mind for us. The enemy trying to do to us. We didn't even see it. God was so good. We didn't even see what was happening. Oh! ever thought about the fact that there were some things that didn't even get to you? That there was some things, there was some, you went through some things this year, but there were some things that didn't even make it. Oh God. That God stopped it before it even got to you. Or he navigated you around it. I need somebody to bless the name of the Lord in here. Our God is a mighty God. He's an awesome God. And we don't, we don't come out here on a Tuesday night just to sit down and mess around. We come to give God a radical thanksgiving praise up in here. That's what we came to do. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do what we came to do. We're going to do what we came to do. Two, we came to bless His name. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory to God! I am grateful, and as I look around this church, we're all still here. I get to see your faces. After a whole year, I get to look around and still say hello to you. Hello, Pam. Hello, Brother Brinson. Hi, D. How you doing? I I get to see you again. I'm grateful for that. Some churches can't make that confession. But God covered us. We all get to hug each other tonight. We get to break bread together tonight. Oh, God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for the things that I missed. Thank you for the things that I didn't see. Thank you for the things that I was ungrateful for. Hallelujah. I thank you now. The things that I took for granted. The things I thought you owed me. I I stop now to say thank you. I thought you were supposed to do that, but now I realize it was nothing but your grace. Thank you, God. Thank you for the stuff that hurt me, but didn't kill me. Thank you for the stuff that bent me, but didn't break me. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Y'all hug your neighbor one more time and say, I'm so glad that you're here tonight. And I love you and I'm thankful for you. I thank God for you. Thank God for you. That's what I'm talking about. Just open your mouth and let it go. And if at any time during this short sermonic presentation, you want to lift your hands or something, you go right ahead. If at any time you want to clap your hands, you go right ahead. If at any time you want to say amen, you go right ahead. If at any time you want to say thank you, Jesus, you go right ahead. I'm not going to stop you. In fact, if you want to click one time, go ahead and do that. I saw, I saw you. I saw you. I saw you. Uh-huh. I saw you. One day you're going to be grown. And, uh, God, one day. That's right. Because you grew up in the church. You're a church girl. Amen. Got Jesus all up into your heart. I'm talking about Kayla, y'all. Kayla Dillon got Jesus all in her heart. Amen. She different. She's different from those other youngins. She's a light. I thank God for that. You thank God for that, Brother Dylan. Brother Dylan says, "Show sure enough. Amen. Let's get to the word of God. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. And I believe that I just have one verse that I wanted to just read in your hearing. And, just, and, and I, we're, gonna go to, we're going to dinner at 8 o'clock. Amen. Rico got the 750 signal. 750, you know what to do, right? All right, and we're going to land this plane at 750. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. Class, would you, this is a worship service, but you're a class at the same time, so you're a worship class. Say amen. Amen. So this is this is worship, Bible study worship. So I want you to say, read this with me. Let's read it together. Let's go. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. I want to share on this momentous day. It's a momentous day. Because this is our Thanksgiving worship. I want to share with you for just a little while from the topic, go home. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, go home. Not right this minute. Now you hold on. We still have a little bit more worship to go. I had, I had really been like, you know, I went to God and I was like, God, you know, for Thanksgiving, I really like to come from a different angle as it pertains to giving thanks, because a lot has been preached and a lot has been taught about why we should give thanks, how we should give thanks, and when we should give thanks, and to whom we should give thanks. And then to add to that, for the past three weeks, I've been doing nothing but teaching on being thankful. So I was like, God, I don't want to like go over what we've already gone over and talk about the, the ten lepers or or enter to the gates for Thanksgiving, so I said, God, I really, I really need you to speak to me tonight. I really need you to inspire me today, and 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 show us something about Thanksgiving that maybe from an angle that maybe we had not considered. And while I was riding down the street, and I was speaking with my brother, who by the way I'm so grateful and I'm thankful to say I have a friend. His name is Bishop Byron Curry. Now some people take friends for granted, but I hadn't had one in a while. So I'm, like, grateful. I'm a grown man, but I'm grateful for a friend who I could talk to. And while he was talking, the Holy Spirit inspired me and showed me this story of of Jesus turning somebody down from following him. And, And he turned him down, and he said, go back home. And the Holy Spirit said to me, the most powerful thank you there is, is for you to go back and show yourself to the people where you came from. For you to live a life that shows that you've been changed by the power of God. Because being thankful changes the way we think, which changes the way we live. And when we're grateful to God for what he's done for us, our conduct should change. And whatever change he's made in us, Lasana, ought to be evident to the people who knew us when. How many of y'all have somebody who knew you when? Come on. I hope when is not still now. I hope when is not current. I hope when was back in the day. I hope when, even if it was yesterday, I praise God for your back when, but, but, but the fact that I've been ch- we've been changed so much and transformed by the power of God that when people see us, they know that God did something in our lives. And so this particular story is about the man who was filled with the Legion. And this is right after Jesus has come across the lake and he has been with the disciples when the storm rose up and he calmed the storm. He's on his way to this place called the Gadarenes, which is in the Decapolis, which means the ten cities, he's on his way there. But I really could never connect why Jesus was going there. If you understand the type of place that it was, in fact, we're going to look at the scriptures. And you ready? I'm ready to roll, Rico or, or or high school. And it says this: Then they came to the other side of the sea. Keep in mind, this is after they come through the storm to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him, a man out of the tombs. Now, listen, this is amazing. They met him out of the tomb, excuse me, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. No one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame them. So I asked myself, what is Jesus doing in a place like this? Jesus is in the gatherings. The Gadarenes is a Gentile area. This area, the ten cities, the Decapolis is a Gentile place. It's a Gentile territory. What is he doing in a place like this? What is he doing near the tombs? Because the tombs are unclean for a man like Jesus. What is he doing near the hog pens? Some of us know the story, and we'll get to that, because the, the demons that came out of the man went into the hogs and ran off the side of a cliff. What is he doing near the hog pen? What is he doing dealing with a Gentile man who's filled with the devil? And the Holy Spirit revealed to me that wherever you are, God will come to you. See, God is not so uppity or so clean that he won't come to you wherever you are. So there's somebody in here, and you might be thinking that God doesn't love you, but I want you to know today that God will come to you wherever you are. It doesn't matter how dirty your place is, how nasty your place is, how crazy your place is, God will come to you. How many of y'all had God visit you in an uncommon place? How many of y'all had God speak to you? How many had God cover you and hold you in a place that you didn't think he'd come to you in? That's the power of our God. So Jesus, he goes through a storm to meet a man who's involved in a storm. He calms that first storm to give the disciples an idea of the sovereignty and the power of God over nature. But now we're about to see the power and the sovereignty of God over any demonic spirit. Because what you're going to see is a showdown between spirits. And you're going to see a superior spirit overcome an inferior spirit. I want you to know that any other spirit that's not God is inferior. And that the superior power will always overcome the inferior power. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now the scripture says this here, and I love it. I love it. This is amazing. The man runs up to Jesus. Somebody say the man. The man. This is what I read. When I saw it, it, says a man with a spirit, with an unclean spirit. So the man was not an unclean spirit. He was a man with an unclean spirit. So this was somebody's son. This was somebody's daddy, perhaps, somebody's brother, somebody. You understand what I'm saying? This was a man. He was a normal man, but he had something with him. Every man has had something with him. Every man in this room has had something with him. And the man runs up to Jesus, and it says he falls on his knees in front of Jesus, and he begins to worship Jesus. Now, this is I'm moving ahead a little bit, but just stay with me. So this man lives in the tombs, and nobody's able to stop him from doing what he's been doing. No earthly human influence was able to stop him from being possessed. So they tried everything they knew how to do. They put chains on him. They put shackles on him. But he pulled them apart, and they were broken in pieces, and nobody could tame him. But well, every time I read this, I think about religion. Every time I read this, I think about how people try to put religion on you to fix you. But religion can't hold. Oh, help me here. The rules can't hold you. Help me in your Holy Spirit. So every time I see this, that man tried to put his influence on this man who had a spiritual issue. And those rules and regulations and religious ideologies were not strong enough to hold what was influencing this man. Hurry up, Paul. Running out of time. So always night and day he was in the mountains, in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stone. And when he saw Jesus... From afar, he ran and worshipped him and cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, son of Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man unclean spirit. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. Now, Legion. For a long time we've been teaching that Legion was anywhere from 4,500 to 6,000 Roman soldiers. But the focus is not on how many. The focus is on the fact that they were many working in concert with one purpose. It's not about how many of them. It's about what the many were doing. It's about the fact that the many came together for the whole point of controlling and tormenting this man. This man spent all his time in the tombs, crying and cutting himself. And they tried to help him, but they could not help him. They put chains on him, and that didn't help. They put shackles on him, and that didn't help. Any, Any restriction they put on him, he broke. And so it's not about how many there were. It is that the many were working in concert. See, what you got to understand is that all of the different things that are coming against you are working in concert. That the enemy has sent many things, many assigned demons, many assigned imps in your direction in order to do one thing. And that is to break you. That is to mess your relationship up with God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You ever say, if it ain't one thing, it's another. That's the many things are working in concert. See, the one thing about the devil is that the devil and his team are united while the church is fractured. The devil ain't worried about denominations. He's just the devil. Somebody say amen. He's not worried about whether or not you believe this or that. As long as you're on his team and you're working toward his purpose, then the enemy is all right. So no not matter how many devils it was, 4,000, 3,000, 5,000, 2,000, the fact is they were all working for the one purpose, and that was to torment this man and to make his life miserable. They say to him, "Son of the Most Jesus, son of the most high God. Now, I got some information for you. This will bless you really, really good. Scholars, Elder Smith, you're going to like this. Whenever somebody was dealing in some type of uh, exorcism, um, they would call the name of the spirit in order to get the upper hand. Well, sometimes the spirit would call the name of the person in order to get the upper hand. So they called Jesus' name, Jesus, Son of the Most High God, thinking they would get the upper hand. Because they thought Jesus came to do an exorcism. They thought Jesus came to do an incantation because, see, whenever they did exorcisms, they would always go through this long litany of things or sauna. They would have a long list of things that they would say and they would read and things that they would do. But I read in this text, and Jesus only spoke to the man three times. He didn't go through a whole lot of stuff because, see, they came running to him and they said, "Thou, Jesus, thou son of the most high God, uh, don't torment us before the time because Jesus said to them, come out. Now, Jesus had already spoken, so I believe that the man ran to Jesus, but when he got there, the devil started speaking. Because Jesus identified that there was a demonic spirit in the man, and he spoke to the spirit in the man. He wasn't speaking to the man. He was speaking to the spirit in the man, and the spirit in the man called him Jesus. That's why the Bible says it's not enough to know who Jesus is. Because even demons know his name and tremble. So it's not enough to know that Jesus exists, that he is the son of the most high God. But we're supposed to submit our lives to him. Somebody shout amen. amen. So the thing is is that when we're dealing with certain people, we got to realize that we can't talk to the people because the people aren't in control. We got to talk to the spirit in the people because there's something behind that thing. Let me tell you something. Every evil thing that somebody does, there's something behind that thing because in a natural state, men can't do the nasty stuff they do. It is because of evil spirits and influences. And yes, it is even though some of them are possessed by the devil himself. Somebody shout Glory. That's why, when the scripture says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers of principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places, you got to understand that your neighbor is not your enemy. That even though some of us are saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, we can't be possessed, but we can be influenced. And you got to speak to the spirit behind the mess. Come on, somebody say amen. Some of you, when you go to prayer tonight, you need to speak to the spirit behind the mess. You need to pray about the spirit behind the mess. Come on here. You got to pray about that spirit. That that, that, that attitude is a spirit. Come on here. That meanness is a spirit. It is a spirit. Sickness is a spirit. Somebody shout hallelujah. Jesus speaks to him and said, Come out. That's when, that's when they say, Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's your name? What's your name, bruh? So you're trying to work that thing on me. You say in my name like you can get the upper hand on me. But what's your name? Now watch this. Watch the submission of this inferior spirit to the superior spirit. He had to tell him. This shows you (laughs) how powerful Jesus is. What's your name? My name is Legion, for we are many. Huh, really? So your name is Legion. And they call Jesus the, the son of the most high God. We know exactly who you are, sir. And in an area where they were polytheistic, they believed in many gods. Watch this. They called him son of the most high God, which is the God which is above all other gods. In this area, they believe in many gods, but you higher than all their gods. I, I, I sense in my spirit that they would not bow to Baal. <laughs> that they would not bow to an Asherah pole, but they bowed to Jesus. Imagine being the disciples and seeing this, seeing Jesus just standing, there having a conversation like this. Watch this. So, not only did they give their name, they begged that Jesus would not put them out. Look at this. He, they begged earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now, a large herd of swine was feeding near the mountains, so all the demon, all the demons now are part of it. They had a spokesperson at first. Now everybody's talking. Look like Jesus going to put us out. So now everybody ought to say something, right? Watch this now. So all the demons begged him saying, send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once, Jesus gave them what? Permission. He didn't send them, but he gave them permission to leave. And they couldn't go unless he said they could go. Nobody be scared of the enemy after this. Watch this now. Watch this. Then the unclean spirits went out into the swine. There were about how many? 2,000. And the herd ran violently down into a steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine and they told it, and uh, excuse me, so those who fed the swine and they told it in the city and in the country and they went out to see what it was that had happened. Now, Jesus, Jesus, all he did was Walked up right and he said, Come out. And then the, the devil started talking to him and he said, What's your name? And now here it says he gave permission, but he's not speaking. This is parenthetical. So this is not the third thing he said. This is parenthetical. It's saying Jesus gave him permission. So Jesus gave them the ability to just leave and go and get into the swine. And 2,000 hogs ran off the cliff and fell into the water. Now, that doesn't mean that there were 2,000 devils because a legion filled one man. So we don't know how many demons there were that came out of the man because, remember, legion is not about the amount. Legion is about their unity. It's about the many being unanimous in afflicting this man. Say amen. So they had to ask Jesus if they could leave, and Jesus had to give them permission in order for them to leave. So now when the pigs jump off the the cliff, the people saw it and they were blown away. So they went all the way in the town, into the ten cities and got people and told them what happened and the people came back and when they got back, they saw pigs floating in the water. So that was evidence that this had actually happened. Say amen. Now this is it. We're going to a close. Then they came to Jesus and they saw the one who had been demon possessed. Watch this. And had the legion. Somebody say had the legion. Sitting And clothed in his right mind. Now, this is a guy who spent his days and his nights in the cemetery, living in tombs, crying out, cutting himself with rocks, running around naked, out of his mind, filled with devils. And when everybody who came from town saw him, he was clothed, seated, and in his right mind. And they were afraid of Jesus because of what they saw. People say they want to see the glory of God, but I believe if we really saw it, it would scare some of us half to death. Scared them so bad that they asked Jesus to leave. And he left. Here's what I love about Jesus, and I want everybody to hear this. He doesn't force himself on anybody. You don't want him, he'll leave. So Jesus was getting ready to get back in the boat. So I'm thinking maybe he came here with the purpose of delivering this man. Because he didn't resist. So he's getting ready to get back in the boat. And here's my focus. The man goes to go behind him. The man wants to become a disciple. Isn't that what you ought to do if the Lord changed you? The Lord changed you, you ought to go and follow Jesus. Where's never you go, I go. Y'all know it. You ought to become a follower of Christ. He wanted to become a follower of Christ. That's an admirable thing, don't you think? He delivered him from these demons. Life is changed. Got clothes on now, sitting down like somebody with some sense in his right mind. Thank you, Jesus. I want to go with you. Wouldn't you want to go? Jesus turns around and says the oddest thing. Now, after all of the years of me preaching, you ought to follow Jesus. Jesus told a man, you can't go. Now, some people said, commentators with their smart self said that Jesus wouldn't take him because he was a Gentile. And that would be offensive to the Jews if a Jewish rabbi had a Gentile man as a disciple. But Jesus reveals the reason why he wouldn't take him. He says, son, go home. want to thank me? Go home. Tell everybody, our good God's been to you. You want to say thank you to me? Go home and let your family see you. Because nobody knows you better than your family. Your family knows the condition that you were in before you met me. They probably worked with you more than anybody ever worked with you. They probably uh, cried over you more than anybody else ever cried over you. They probably prayed for you more than anybody ever prayed for you. So if you really want to tell me thank you, go back to your people. Go back to your people and tell them how much compassion God has had on you. Go back to your people and tell them that he's the reason that you got your head on straight. Go back to your people and tell him to re- tell them that he's the reason you didn't die that time. Tell them that. Tell them, you want to show me thanks? Then go back and live your life in front of people who knew who you used to be. Go back and show them my glory in your life. So this is how we, this is, this is, he taking it to another notch. Because being thankful is not just saying it. It's how we live after the interaction. How you living? Because how you live shows your gratitude. Go home. Go to the Thanksgiving table. And let people see what Jesus did. Go to the next family barbecue. And let some people see what Jesus did. Go to the next high school reunion. And instead of looking to impress people, let them see what Jesus did. The next time somebody gets on your nerves, instead of telling them what's on your mind, let them see what Jesus did. Let them see the changed heart. You told them it was changed. Now let them see it. Somebody say thank you. Well, we got a new way of saying thank you around these parts. We got a new way. We going to say thank you with our mouth and we going to clap our hands and we going to dance. But what else are we going to do? We going to live. We going to live for Jesus, I tell you. We going to live for him every day the rest of our lives. When you see me, you see what Jesus did. I tell you what, you sure are more calm, Russell. You don't act the way you do. Jesus did this. Jesus did this because you know who I was. You know how I used to act back in the day. Jesus did with this one right here. Next time somebody run across you in the road and you want to say a few choice words, want to call them an idiot or call them stupid, just say the Lord be with you. Come on. And when your family, your family probably take that off of him. Was that you? Just look back at him and say, Jesus did this. You are more used to me, you are more used to me back home than you are following me. Because if the man went with Jesus, nobody knew him. If he got on that boat and went back to the other side with Jesus, didn't anybody from over there know that man? Nobody knew his condition. So Jesus says, stay here where everybody knows you. Don't you go nowhere. In fact, what, I, what Jesus did was so strong, the man didn't have to say nothing. He was just sitting there with clothes on and they were blown away. <laughs> I'm saying that the mere fact that he could sit there with clothes on and not be acting a fool, they were like. Can you imagine him walking home? Last time his mama and his daddy saw him. He was naked running around in the cemetery. Can you imagine him walking through the door saying, hey, mama? Can you imagine? Walk in the thing, hug his daddy. Hey, pop. What, what happened to you? Well, see, Jesus. Jesus came and saw me, and, and I ran to him, and those devils started acting up, and all he did was tell them to get out, and, and they jumped into the pigs, and, 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 well, here I am. I don't really understand any of it. All I know is I was crazy and out of my mind one minute, and I had these clothes on the next. That's how powerful the miracle is. That's how powerful the miracle is. Am out of time, Rico? I'm out of time. The miracle is so powerful, you can't even explain it. Try to tell somebody why you are who you are right now. Explain how you went from who you were to who you are. I'll give you the mic if you can do it. All you can say is Jesus. You don't know how he did it. Just used to cuss and you don't. You used to worry yourself to sleep and now you don't. Used to cry over certain stuff and now you praise over it. You can't really explain it. All you can say is Jesus. Real life, keep letting see people see what he did. It is the greatest thank you you can give. Heavenly Father, we thank you with our lips and with our life. We want people to see the difference you made. That's the most amazing thank you we can give. It's for us to go back to the people who knew us best and let them see the glory of God in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah.